Hey, we're just about to jump into the episode, but before we do, did you know we have a junior-friendly Discord community? It's completely free to join. If you want to join us, the link is in the description. We'd love to have you. All right, enjoy the episode. Tutorial hell. Did you know 95% of aspiring developers are stuck in tutorial hell? I have no idea if that's true or not. But I am telling you, this holds so many aspiring developers back. It is crucial that you don't get stuck here. Anyways, we're going to be diving into that today. Uh, for those that are new, welcome to our web development podcast where we help aspiring developers get jobs, engineer developers grow. Kind of, I don't know, I've been saying that so long. Essentially, we just help aspiring developers navigate through all the bullshit. That's it. Uh, yep, it's after 30 seconds, so I can cuss. All right, cool. So, Tutorial Hell is a spot <laughs> that a lot of people don't even recognize they're in. I would argue a good chunk of people, when they come to me, they're often struggling with being able to build stuff. So they've gone through these courses and spend months going through these long courses, taught them so much syntax and programming concepts and how to build stuff, right? You just learned how to build that navigation. You just learned how to build that hero image and like position stuff and build some interactivity with it. And even like you went through a tutorial that taught you how to put up a, a server, right? You could even build your own API. Amazing stuff, right? And then, you know, you're following along with the tutorial and you try to build your own project and you get past the hump of like, okay, what do I even build? Right. But then you finally, you're like, I've always want to build this. You know what? I'm going to try it with what I just learned. And then blank, nothing. You, you, it's like you didn't learn anything. How frustrating is it to spend so much time, especially like when you hold a full-time job, you're doing this on the side, you spend so much time and then you go to build something and nothing comes out. I'm telling you, I've been there. I've been pissed off at it. And I'm like, I've even thought like, is this for me? I cannot believe that I can't take what I just learned and build something out. What the hell just happened, right? The problem is people, okay, software engineering is so weird. If you are someone that was successful in traditional education and you are used to going to a classroom and you are used to getting assigned assignments and going through lectures and then getting tested on it and then, you know, learning new concepts and remembering that and using note cards to remember that and try to reinforce that in your memory and then getting tested on that for your final quiz or your final paper, whatever it is. And then you do that, you get an A, B, C, D, or if you're like me, an F in some cases in traditional education, because fuck traditional education, toss all of that to the side, right? You don't need that anymore. You don't need that style anymore. You have not even trained for what it takes to be a software engineer, but you have to understand that you have to toss that aside and you have to realize that learning how to code is going to be a very different experience. There's no test at the end. There's no test at the end. And people like creating no cards for becoming a developer and trying to understand concepts. I'm telling you it like fine. If you want to do that at a very fundamental and basic level to remember, like really simple concepts, fine. But you have to you have to take that knowledge and you have to implement it. You have to reinforce it. And we're going to talk about a few different ways to reinforce that knowledge. But you're not the goal isn't to remember everything. It's not. It's to literally learn some stuff. Get your hands dirty. 
And so I'm going to tell you something that like really throws people off. If you've spent an hour learning something uh, on a course, you should be building something to reinforce it. Literally just an hour. You're learning some syntax. You need to toss that course aside when you're done with that module or whatever, and then build something with it. Right. You need to try it. You have to. And it happens that early. And for I'm telling you so many people, maybe you're this person. You tell me if you are in the comments, if you're on YouTube, whatever. Um, if you are spending weeks, months without building anything on the side. You are wasting so much time that knowledge isn't going to stick unless you implement Unless you apply it in a different way, unless you apply it to an actual problem, unless you build something that kind of makes sense, something tangible, even if it's like a tiny little feature of a website that you use constantly. Right. So, for example, let's say you're just learning basic positioning. Um, maybe like you're a big fan of Twitter and maybe you just build what a tweet is. Right. You have a little little div and you have little divs inside of it. That have different information, right? And you build that out. You implement it. It's not what your tutorial said to do. Who cares? Way too many people get caught up like, what should I build, right? But try to relate it to features. Like when you learn positioning, you're like, okay, I've used what? Hundreds of websites that have used different positioning techniques with CSS on it. Like, let's take like a really small piece of that so I don't feel overwhelmed. I'm going to build it. Right. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't need to feed it with back end data, et cetera. Like, obviously, those applications are big. Those features are big. Just like try to break it down into the simple aspects. Right. It's going to have little front end, little HTML and CSS, and you're going to have some text, maybe a button. Right. That's huge. If you can build something on the site, a little feature on the site to reinforce that module, that one hour module that just talked about positioning, that's huge. And if you didn't learn how to color the text yet, fine, don't color it. If you didn't learn how to um, you didn't learn like the proper way to center it, I don't give a fuck. Just center it. Center it the way that you just learned. Right. You're going to learn different ways. Centering is going to be fun if you haven't even learned that there. It's 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 fun. Just frustrating slash fun. So. But I think people need to break out of a good course. So here's the thing. A good course, when you go through it, you spend an hour in it and you feel good about it. You feel like you're learning. You're passing the challenges. A good course will make you feel like you're remembering it. A good course will push you along. And a good course should. But where a lot of courses lack is it's just one way of running that through your head to be able to understand it. And you need to basically understand what you just learned and apply it to like five different situations, five different types of features. And it's really going to help reinforce it. So think about like small things that you could build. Again, try to relate, simplify these large applications and think, how is positioning? How can I practice positioning with this tiny little feature, right? Start trying to train your mind to do that. It's not going to happen right away, but the the faster you can do that, the faster you can pair it with your course, that's phenomenal. There are other strategies. I'm not a huge fan of, of no cards. I don't think remembering specific syntax is helpful. I don't think like remembering syntax, that's actually the easy part. Being able to create implementations and understand the problem you're creating and even focus on the efficiency and the structure of your implementation. Those are harder concepts that are going to take a while to learn. Like just remembering the syntax, you'll eventually remember it. Stop trying to remember the exact syntax. It's irrelevant, especially in the beginning. You will pick it up through repetition. But also one thing you can do is when you're practicing that feature, a really cool thing you could do. Well, so you from your course, you could even say, okay, 
Um, this is where like you hear about this imaginary duck thing. You buy one. Actually, yes, buy an imaginary duck. I've been wanting to create imaginary, not imagine. Okay, buy a rubber duck, a real rubber duck. I will eventually sell them with my logo on it. Okay, listen, if I'm giving you money, I want some, or if I'm giving you advice, I want some money for it, right? But for now, it's free. Buy someone else's rubber duck. You put it aside. You learn that module. You, you basically, you learn some of the concepts that you are going to have to apply now. But even before you apply it, try to explain it to this rubber duck. This rubber duck's dumb. This rubber duck has no idea what you're about to teach it right? It sounds silly. I'm telling you, do it. Look that rubber duck in the eye and you explain how frustrating positioning things with float floats are and why it's frustrating. And even going through the concept of trying to explain like, okay, here's what floats are used for. And here's where they start breaking down. And here's where, you know, like some of the bugs that can happen. And you could even think back like, okay, this module showed me the proper way to use a float, the improper way to use a float. And like, try to explain what you just learned to that rubber duck. That's you're, you're training your mind to start applying what you just learned in a, a slightly different context, actually a slightly more complex context, getting your mind trained to be able to kind of just toss that concept around in your head in just different ways, look at it in different ways, look at it in different angles, try to teach that rubber duck, which is very different than you learning the concept. It starts training your mind to start essentially using that concept and implementing it in a, a slightly different way. And when you start training your mind to think about things in a more complex manner and apply it to specific situations, teaching that rubber duck is a different situation. It's going to help solidify that concept, right? And so you just taught it to that rubber duck and you're like, you know what? All right, Don told me to build this really, really simple feature. You know, I'm going to take uh, with floats. I'm actually that Twitter card or whatever. I'm going to go ahead and position things with floats. We're going to see what happens, right? We're going to break stuff. It's okay if you break stuff. And so then you apply floats to that tiny little feature that you're building out. And you code it out, right? And if you have to look stuff up, here's the key thing. If you have to look stuff up, that's okay. That's normal. I am telling you, you're not trying to remember this stuff. It will get reinforced in time. Give yourself time. If you have to look stuff up, try to avoid going back to that tutorial and look up API documentation for it, right? So what API documentation exists that talks about how to use floats? Look that up. Just something different than your course. And here's also another neat thing. When you start going through like different courses that will explain a concept in a different way, sometimes there are certain courses that will explain it in a way that resonates with you. And then sometimes you're just like, I don't get asynchronous behavior. Like, what the hell is happening here? I get lost. I'm telling you, I am someone that got lost with asynchronous behavior. Um, actually, I'm going to give a... Yeah, we're going to go down this road. I got lost with asynchronous behavior. It was kind of confusing. It was floating around in my head, and it took a long time to grab it. But what really threw me off was promises and JavaScript what the fuck is happening in promises? I, I feel like it, it threw me off for so long. And it was so I would go through different um, educational material to try to understand them. They would even explain it in a different way. And um, then I, I we were it was in a coding boot camp and we were explained it in a couple different ways. And like, I think I started getting it in the last portion, but I still like, I went through courses and it helped. I supplemented, I supplemented with more and more education. 
And then I even tried to apply it and then I still blanked. I, I was getting closer. So it's just trial and error. And then I would go back. I would learn like a different resource or supplementational resource to try to understand it. I'd get a little bit further. I'd understand it a little bit more. And then, you know, I would get stuck. And then then I remember we built a promise library. We built a really, really basic version of a promise library. It sounds really weird to say, OK, I don't understand promises, so I'm going to build an entire promise library. Like, how the hell am I supposed to do that? But when you really simplify that down and you go like when you look at everything that um when you look at how a promise library is built and you understand the basic concepts of that and you try to rebuild that thing to understand like what's happening under the hood, right? So maybe you're just doing it with um, asynchronous calls and you really dumb it down and simplify it down and you build your own promise method. That is... It's forcing you to think about what you're doing. You're essentially breaking down this really advanced concept into smaller... Um, smaller concepts that you can understand a little bit better it's a really like if you're really stuck and you've gone through multiple resources you try to code it out like try to build a basic version of it like for example react virtual dom what the hell is going on with a virtual dom it is so confusing at first it's so confusing at first but one strategy we did is like you know, we went through jQuery, we picked it up and you, you could do this with vanilla JavaScript for people that are like hardcore vanilla JavaScript. Sure, whatever. Um, but we rebuilt a very basic version of the virtual DOM that would update in similar ways that the virtual DOM would build. Right. And so we broke down. We're like, OK, Reacts is really scary monster. It's like very scary stuff I, and complex stuff. I'm never going to understand it. So we took a piece of that that's still very complicated. And then we try to rebuild it. And we had to break it down into all of its small parts and really understand how that virtual DOM worked. I'm telling you, whenever I would get stuck with super advanced concepts, that got me through it. And now things started to click and they don't. There's not this giant light bulb that just brightens up your whole uh, vision and you're like, I got it right. It's a little light bulb. You're not aiming for these big leaps of like, oh, I understand everything about promises now. I understand everything about positioning now, et cetera. It's little leaps. It's little wins. And you have to recognize those little wins. And sometimes it helps just to look at your code a month ago. Are there any like when you look at so you're progressively going to build more complex projects. And when you go back to one of your first projects, look at your code and just think, is there anything that I would change? Would I do things differently? And if the answer is yes, and you're like, I actually would probably change this, or I would build this function in a different way, that's huge. That's growth. And I think sometimes people start losing, um, they start losing the ability, or they never really built it up, but you have to develop the ability to analyze your growth as a software engineer. Because let's face it, this is a long journey. It's frustrating. And if you feel like you're just spinning your wheels and nothing's happening, you're not making progress, it's discouraging. <laughs> it's, I'm, I want to do a video on motivation with software engineers. I'm, I'm going to give you a heads up. The thumbnail is probably going to be fuck your motivation. And that's going to be an interesting conversation. But you have to, I'm, I'm telling you, almost no one is going to become a software engineer without seeing progress being made. 
it, it, it's frustrating. I'm sure you've experienced it, especially people coming out of a coding boot camp and you're like, I learned all this stuff, right? But now I'm trying to build my own stuff. And it's not really, first of all, when you come out of a coding boot camp, you're going to get that. It's going to take a while for things to solidify. But even the self-taught path, you have to analyze your own code and you have to be patient with yourself. You have to be patient with yourself. And if one way of learning something doesn't work, try another way. Try Sometimes it's even switching to a book that can help teach you it. Sometimes it's sw switching to a video. You don't like the text and you want to switch to a video and someone explaining it to you in your own way. Um, that's the thing. I used to think like there are so many courses. If I created a course, no one would want to view it. And I, my perspective has definitely changed. And I think sometimes you just have to find the creator, the author of that course, that they teach it in a way where you kind of just get and sometimes it takes some searching. So for people feeling discouraged, like you're going through these courses, you're like, maybe this isn't for me. I'm telling you, pretty much every developer has felt that at some point, And there are so many different methods to get past that. And so I highly, I highly recommend you, you as soon as you can start building your own projects. So there's this, I, I kind of talked about being able to apply what you're learning in different ways. And a lot of times it's just implementing, implementing, it's coding, it's building features, building another feature that uses it, building another feature that uses this loop, building another feature that uses this loop, right? And it's through a lot of repetition, through solving different problems, but also as a software engineer, you are 100% a problem solver. You are. A lot of software engineers avoid this. A lot of software engineers just want to code and, you know, they want to like develop more efficient algorithms, etc. I don't care what position you are at. You are going to be a problem solver first. You, your opinions about how to solve the problem before even technology gets introduced matter. And I think software engineers need to start thinking about this stuff because a huge question mark in people's heads is how do I figure out what to build? Again, that's going to come with time. I gave you a recommendation previously to do it, but like you have to start training yourself to identify problems that exist. Another strategy I highly recommend if you're going through courses and you're starting to think, okay, what do I need to build? What do I want to build? What's going to help reinforce what I'm learning? Think about your old industry. Think about the problems that existed in your old industry. Think about the crappy, you know what, shitty software that you used that frustrated you and made your job twice as worse. Think about that software. Like, really feel it. Think about the offer. Feel some hate. Feel some hate. Motivation? No, don't. Don't hate them. But, like, I'm, I'm serious. Think about that software that sucked or that software that you wanted. Can you build that software? You're now learning tons of skills. You're learning tons of technical skills to be able to create solutions that solve real problems. You have so many opportunities to look in your past. You have so many opportunities to look at other applications and what exists. Like I, I, a lot of you are probably on social media. You're constantly seeing people complain about things and building new things and coming up with new ideas and getting frustrated because these uh, certain ideas don't exist, right? if you aren't connect with people on tech on Twitter and hear what they're talking about hear what they're kind of curious of building. And like, I wish I had this tool, et cetera, just get more involved in the developer community. And just like even businesses in general, you know, when you become a professional developer, you're probably going to be building tools for businesses. Um, get yourself trained to be able to identify that. And then sometimes it takes, you got to make a little bit of progress with your courses to know what you can do with code and what tech can do in general. Sometimes there's more generic videos that can showcase that. And eventually, eventually you're going to have these kind of a, a, 
abstract ideas that like you don't you don't even know if you can create an application for it you don't know if it exists or what it would look like or how you would code it and then you start progressively getting better with your courses and eventually this comes together eventually you start learning enough to at least build a feature a subset of this software you wish you had in your old industry you're like okay that was actually easier than i thought i struggled with it but i eventually built a small little feature what else could i build Let's start breaking this giant application down that I that all of a sudden doesn't seem so abstract. Now that I have more technical knowledge, I'm like, I actually I can think of a solution for it. Uh, I can think of it like a really cool feature that I wish I would have had in my old industry. What I'm telling you, I feel like I've told a lot of aspiring developers and a lot of aspiring developers feel discouraged because things don't click right away things don't it takes a while for things to click and they struggle with implementation especially the first time that they try it and i think you need to really be patient give yourself time break things down into smaller components of the ultimate thing that you're trying to build and sometimes it's just diving into different types of courses that are going to teach things in a different way picking up a book instead uh you know, building that software uh, from the ground up and like really breaking that that software down or bit like if you're trying to learn a certain type of concept that's really advanced, breaking that advanced concept up and maybe building a few functions that are going to do what this function ultimately does and just training your mind to think about things in a slightly different way. So tutorial hell is really easy to escape if you've been trapped in it for a long time sometimes that means you know you got to go back and learn some fundamentals sometimes that means you got to go back to your course and try to pair some projects with some of that material but it's easily escapable and i think a lot of people overwhelm themselves um, and they get down on themselves and they make themselves feel like they're not intelligent enough, not capable enough to, to build real software that companies are going to pay them for. I had those feelings. I almost gave up because of those feelings. And I'm telling you, I'm laughing right now because I was so fucking stupid. I had no idea what I was talking about. I had no idea. I, I can't believe I've even humored these self-defeating thoughts. Like in the moment, it can feel very discouraging, as a professional developer with some experience behind me, I'm telling you, those were just self-defeating thoughts that I just had to, okay, got it. I'm going to move past that thought. I'm going to keep coding. Eventually, this is going to click. And it does. It does eventually click. But you have to do project work. You have to build stuff. You have to, have to, have to build stuff. And that's where people get trapped. That's where people get trapped. I think that's all I want to say about um, tutorial hell. I've talked about it, different um, aspects, but it's a mindset thing because I think eventually you do escape it and you get more comfortable, you get more confident with what you can build. It's literally just pushing forward and just building projects and making sure that you're pairing actual implementation with your courses. That's it. It's really simple. It's not necessarily easy, but it is simple and it's a mindset shift. Give yourself enough time to start letting that mindset integrate. And listen to this video again. Um, if you want to listen to this video or listen to the audio again to just when you start feeling down, do it. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say about uh, tutorial health for now. I think it's it's pretty simple. Everyone's going to have a different, unique situation. Um, if you want, if you have questions, more questions about it, we can do more videos on this. That's fine. That's fine. I'm always happy to dive into kind of these like mindset, soft skill stuff. Um, but yeah, let me know what you think in the comments. 
And if you haven't already, feel free to join our junior friendly Discord community. Um, yeah, the link is in the description. And I always forget everything I'm supposed to tag at the end. I don't know. Join our Discord community. We'd love to have you. Um, but yeah, that's it. I'll see you in the next episode. Just